Love Life, featuring your hosts, Rebecca Detman and Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light. I am free to be me. I live my life authentically. And we do. Welcome to Love Life. I'm Rebecca Detman. And I'm Jane Donovan. We try very hard to be authentic, as scary as that sometimes may be. Yeah, vulnerability. It's all there, all the squishy, yucky, funny stuff. Buzzword, buzzword vulnerability. Today we're talking about empowerment. Now, I know that some of you are going to be like, yep, heard episode 53, been there, done that. Like, you know, we've touched, we can't not touch on personal power in most of the work that we do because it is so closely linked to the concept of self-love, which is the bottom line of every episode that we do. The two come hand in hand. You can't have one without the other and your self-love can actually be monitored or you can actually get a progress report on how well your self-love is doing or looking by how your power is playing out in the real world. The boundaries, the yeses, the noes to people, all, you know, are you pushed around? Are you a doormat? Are you unnecessarily aggressive? All of those types of behaviors come around where we need to be safe or we need to protect ourselves because deep down insecurities, fears, lack of self-love, right? So she talks around in a great big circle, but to get to the point, it's like people are always saying, but how do I, I know that I should love myself more, but how do I do that? What does that mean? What does that look like? And we've done extensive shows on that. But the question being put to me right now is, and I had a client just last week ask this, and I'm working on this in my own life at the moment, is, well, how do I personally empower myself? What, is, what does that mean? What does that look like? How do I do it? Like intellectually, I kind of get it, but what do I have to do? Jane, for me, <laughs> I feel empowerment is when you're in any given moment where there's a choice to be made and you have the ability to very consciously look at that and choose what is best for you. Not best for somebody else, not because you're worried about people pleasing, not because you're scared, not because you're guilty. It's just what's right and by it's you. It's actually that simple. All right, end of podcast. Okay. <laughs> See you later, everyone. See you next week. Um, okay, no. Now, that was being very silly. It, but it's so hard because often it's the smallest thing. Like I got an email yesterday. It's not something I'm going to be worrying about on my deathbed in seven decades' time. But yesterday it was worrying me. It was like someone I've never even met before, you know, wanting a refund or wanting to, you know, push and pull my business around and, and that kind of thing. And it's like sometimes just standing on your own two feet and very simply in a neutral tone declaring a boundary line is really scary. So uh, let's just talk about me for a minute. So I'm lying in bed last night and I'm thinking, Rebecca, what are you scared of when it comes to standing up to people with, with power lines, with boundary lines? And I thought, I'm scared of getting yelled at. So I thought, why am I, what does that mean? I could think back to being in my 20s, being in magazines. Half the time I was a people pleaser there was because I was scared that a boss would yell at me or a, I don't know, a, list, a reader would ring up and yell at me or something like that. And I had two memories from childhood, one from a teacher and one from a friend's father, both who snapped and absolutely screamed at me out of nowhere. Now, me, being a bit like you, Jane, a bit HSP, a bit highly sensitive, very soft and sweet, very shy child. I was like the kind of kid that like blended into the wallpaper for 12 years. Like I just, I never stuck out or made a fuss or was a problem child or anything like that. So to have two people turn around and scream at me, I reckon that's gone really deeply into my system, right? So I'm thinking about power now and I'm thinking, so actually my inability to sometimes step easily and confidently into a real sense of personal power it's actually coming from a fear. It's a place of I'm fearing something will happen 
if I step into my power. And I, and I've got another flip side to this. Another flip side to this is there's something I really, 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 really want, but if I don't play my cards right, I won't get it. So I'll just say yes or I'll just say no, whatever it is. But it's not doing what I really want because I'm trying to, I'm trying to get something the wrong way. What's the word for that? Like when you're trying to manipulate, I guess, or you're you're scared of a, of a lack of something, so you, your ugly behaviours start to come out, or your weak, needy insecurities start to come out. Well, the first thing that I'd do there is look at the um, the fear of being yelled at. So go back to that inner child as an adult, and view the situation, view that scenario of the teacher yelling at you, and in that moment you felt powerless because you were powerless, that the role of the school teacher is to stand up and the child is to listen and take it. And so you had no power. So you've associated that somebody yelling has all the power and you've got nothing. Well, it was also fear and shock though, Jane. I think at the time I was shaking like a leaf. And after that... Okay, because you'd not witnessed this before, you didn't know what was unknown. And of course, this has gone back to cellular memory of past lives of where you've seen that anger turn into something much more hostile. But also, my mum and dad, were they're both Libra and they're the calmest, most balanced, zenest people ever. I didn't grow up in a household with loud voices. So when I heard people shouting and screaming... It was the unknown. Fight or flight. And after that, I just actually, I don't remember, it's like I somehow went and roamed around the school crying. It's like I got lost and I just went out drifting because I just didn't know what to do. And I reckon that's a metaphor for your life, maybe my life at times as well, like if confronted with something intensely fearful or confrontational, I just, because I can remember a time in Sydney when that happened and I ended up roaming around a park crying late at night. Like I just didn't know where I was. It's like having a nervous breakdown. So I think you go into shock initially. You you would have cortisol flooding your brain and depleting your serotonin and you would become incapable of functioning. And then later we make the story, which is the victim to victor episode. That's right. Then we make, I've made now made this into a story, which is high fear being yelled at. That's right. So now, you don't have cortisol flooding your brain at the moment, so you are able to to go there and imagine what tools would you now use if somebody starts yelling at you? Do you yell back? No, I do what my five-year-old, year two, I was in year two, I was probably six or seven, I do what that little girl did and she just stands there and shakes and then she just cr- cries and says sorry and crawls away. Okay, so somebody yells at me. My my behaviour as a, a younger person was to yell back. <laughs> and let's see who can yell the loudest I, and I can tell you it actually doesn't work. I but, envy those people. Well, don't because I got in a lot of arguments all the time and it was quite a hostile, ugly, arrogant, horrible way to it live. It doesn't work either way. It doesn't work. You're either a doormat or you're having a fight. But what does work is somebody is yelling and there's many different ways you can handle it, but the first would be, please don't yell at me. I don't respond well to that. Let's talk this through. And you see if you can calm it, it takes down. So much peace of mind to even pull out a statement like that when the cortisol is flooding, though. Like that's an awesome sentence. But I could only remember that at probably three o'clock in the morning, not during an actual conference. <laughs> but okay, again, but this practice, is practice. practice. This is practice. If anyone okay. wants to ring me up and yell at me for practice, that's fine. <laughs> no, it's not. Don't put that out at the universe. But you know you're going to get this now. Now we're doing this podcast. Oh, this is how the universe works. Oh, that somebody work. unfortunately is going to be yelling at you in the next few weeks, God. and you're going to have your opportunity to see. If you have got the empowerment now to be able to just say, I don't respond well to yelling at, you either change your tone and we can have a discussion or let's exit this now and we'll get back together again when you're able to speak calmly. Yeah. Now, that can sometimes almost be like putting oil on a fire. It can. Some people will respond to that and go, oh, you're right, I'm yelling. I didn't even realize. They might have been like I used to be, which a born yeller. Yeah. 
so they've just automatically done it and it's pointed out and they've gone, oh, whoops, sorry, yes, I was yelling. Okay, let's talk about that. And they can calm down. If there's somebody that fires up more from it, it's oil on the fire, then you want to actually go a different way and just say, I hear what you're saying. What is it that you would like to have happen from here? Very calmly, that's all. Yeah. All you're doing is hearing what their problem is. You're not retaliating. It's the energy ball. They've thrown a massive ball at you so fast, 50,000 miles an hour, straight at your guts. You've caught this ball. You've backpedaled 20 meters because it was so powerful. And now you can turn around and throw the ball back or you can just put the ball down on the ground and then say gently to them, throw them a love ball that just says, what is it that you would like to have happen from here now? What is it that you would like me to do to help you to resolve this? What is it you would like to hear me say? So you're using beautiful, kind, loving, warm, connective um, statements. You're not jumping into their story. You're not going into the fear. You're actually going, okay, you're in a heightened state of awareness at the moment and you've got some anger that you're throwing out. How can I help you to diffuse that so that we can actually get to a point of resolution? So the interesting thing is that actual being screamed at for me has hardly happened in my entire life. I could count on one hand the time it's happened. And yet, isn't it interesting how it's affected all of my behavior? Yeah, but I'm also wondering if you actually uh, don't get into certain situations because of that fear. Oh, you'd be right. And so, therefore, there could be the, the lack of power in standing up for yourself because you'd rather avoid it. Yes. So, hence, people-pleasing or... No, not not making, you know, we started the podcast where I said I believe true empowerment is when you're presented with an opportunity or you're presented with a situation that you can go one of two ways or one of many ways and you choose the one that is best for you. Mm. But you would be choosing the one that is best for you now is to avoid arguing, yelling, yep. yelling, instead of choosing the one that is best for me authentically. No, now, we all do what works for us. So there's nothing wrong with the tactics of, I'm going to avoid yelling because I don't like it. There's nothing wrong with that. It's only if you wish to gain even deeper empowerment where you can actually really choose what is right for me. So let's let's go back to that. We mentioned this a few months ago where I was looking at buying a business and I pulled out at the 11th hour. Yes. And you know what? He could have been yelling. He could have been vindictive. He could have plastered nasty things about me all around town, whatever. Who knows? There could have been unknown reaction from this guy. But I chose what was right for me and I chose to go into it with beautiful words of kindness and compassion for what I was doing to him, but I chose what was right for me. Now, how he reacts, I can't control that. It's none of your business. How he treats me, I can control that. This is turning into a therapy. I'm sorry, everyone. This is Rebecca's half-hour therapy session because this is, this is truly deep. That's really big for me. Aww. Say that again. The treating bit. Okay, so once <laughs> I've, I've chosen to deliver my choice that is for my authentic, correct thing for me, I then deliver that message with kindness and compassion and empathy for the other person. How that person reacts, I cannot control. How that person treats me, I do control. That is a really big concept. For me, anyway. I hope well, that's good because it is for you. It will be for others. I hope everyone's on board here. So, okay. But it will be for others. So let's break this down. How do you control how someone else treats you? You this teach is, them what is acceptable boundaries. and this is empowerment. This is true empowerment. So I deliver this message to this guy 
And he goes, no, he didn't. He was fabulous, by the way. I mean, he, he was a very good salesman and did everything he could to try and talk me into it. But we ended the conversation with, no, you've actually left me at the altar. See you later. And that was fine. Yeah. But he could have gone nuts. Now, if he'd gone nuts, I would have heard him out respectfully, but not bought into his energy. If he'd said, but you've said this, this, and this, I would have gone, that is correct. And I'm very sorry that this has happened this way. However, I have to stand by what is the right decision for me. So what have I done? I've connected with his com- with compassion and empathy. I've connected with what he's feeling. I've allowed him to feel what he needs to feel. And that's absolutely fine. And he might be yelling. He might be crying. He might be threatening all sorts of things. But at some point, if I start to feel unsafe, that is where I then teach him that, no, you're crossing a line that I don't want cross now. So I'm going to end the conversation now. I'm happy for you to ring me when you're calmer and you wish to discuss things further. But that is my decision. Now, I love that you just used the word safe because this is also jumping around my head because when Jane said today's affirmation, which was, I'm free to be me, I live my life authentically. I said to Jane, but what about the word safe? I'm safe to be me. Now, this is so interesting. I mean, it's not like I literally think somebody's going to go sprinting across the quadrangle with a dagger if I say it's something that they don't like. So it's interesting that safety should be the word that Well, isn't it up. interesting because you, Miss Gorgeous Counselor that you are, counseled me on safety about two years ago. And my affirmation was, it is safe to be me. That was the affirmation that I had. But this was what And I was, now I've dropped the word safe because I no longer fear it. And I was going to say, you know, from the spiritual point of view, like we come across this all the time where people are so afraid of stepping into their true power in their business and their work with their clients, with standing on a world stage or building an empire because all those times we got strung up and used as a scapegoat and, scapegoat and burnt as a witch and ostracized by the village. Like I think there's a lot of that running in our DNA, which is to... To be the voice of difference or to show power is dangerous. It won't be liked. And, you know, even to a lesser extent, the way our mothers sort of, shh, 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 or don't make a scene, sit down, don't speak like that in public, don't wear anything too showy. Like, you know, it's all of that, that subtle rule to to be beige. Don't step out. That's right. Don't stand out too much. Just, just play the nice girl. So however deep it runs for you, I guess it's, we do need to kind of reown this concept of it's, it's within my human rights of happiness to do and be who I need to who and be and always be safe in that. Not be stupid about it. I'm not going to go running down a dark alley at 3 o'clock in the morning yelling at crazy stuff, <laughs> attracting unwanted attention. But, I mean, it's certainly safe in the parameters of if we go back to the email example or even somebody on the phone if I'm back working at that major multinational magazine, what's the worst thing they can do to me? That's right. Exactly. I mean, I don't know. See, when I was 20-something, I could give you a thousand possibilities. I'm going to get a letter bomb. I'm going to be fired. The the legal team will come on my back. Like, I was living in so much fear when I worked for other people. So your homework and exercise, and for anybody else that's in the same situation, is to grab a journal, and over the next few weeks, I want you to start documenting when you have used your authentic power to decide that you want to go a particular direction knowing that the other person may not be pleased with your choice okay yeah and I want you to document that down and then I want you to document what their reaction was when you used your power words such as I have decided I understand however this is how it's going to be and I want you to document what their reaction is and I will say that nine out of ten times you will find that their reaction was nothing at all like you fantasized or visualized or had gone into this fear vibration of. And so what you're going to do now is gather new evidence 
that it is safe to be me, okay, that it is safe to make the choices for me. And suddenly you're looking at this diary in a couple of weeks' time and you're going, this is pretty cool. And so you start doing it more and more and it's as you're finding that it's working, that gives you the power to actually let go of the word safe and just go, I'm free. Okay, so now I'm thinking of a couple of incidents in my life where Mm -hmm. I did things which got bad reactions and I'm thinking about them now and I'm remembering and I'm actually thinking, you know what, I feel ethically I just did wrong in both of those situations. Uh Aha, brilliant, brilliant. And I really was wrong. And we're all wrong at different times in our life, so it's completely fine. In fact, it's so healthy to own it. It is, and I'm, I'm even thinking neither of them, like there's no excuse for either of them. I was just plain wrong. Yeah. And, you know, and this, this is that whole thing where you sometimes you have to forgive yourself for stuff. Yes, you do. I probably did attract in those awful reactions because I did you such a bad it. thing. Yes. And look, so often it's because we didn't have the wisdom, the knowledge, the words, the vocabulary, the um, the tools to be able to have the conversations in a much more higher vibration than we did. Um and, and there are many conversations. There is, I've got years and years of running my first two businesses that I cringe with embarrassment when I think about how I've handled certain situations. But, you know, that's our learning tools. That's how we go, well, look how far I've come. Because since then, the universe has delivered the same or a similar scenario for me to be able to show how I have learned, how I have grown. And that is the contrast that then gives rise to a new desire for what it is you are wanting tomorrow. This is the expansion of the universe. Yeah. This is conscious awareness expansion by having conflict or having observation of what it is we don't want, of trying to then handle it to move to what we do want and having the trial and error of how we get there. Yeah. I want to share. Is that a bit deep? (laughs) There's no such thing as too deep. They can handle it. (laughs) Um, I had a client just last week, and isn't it fascinating how the universe always sends you the people that are, you know, mirroring back what you're doing? Yes, exactly. So I channel all this stuff for her, and then I go get in the car and think, yeah, that was for me. Thanks, that's Rebecca. Thank you, universe. So, well, these podcasts are that because, you know, we record them and then they come out, could be anywhere from two weeks to, to two months in advance. And then I'm listening back to one of them going, oh, I need that right now in my life. I need my own did, wisdom did back. I, did I say that? Do I actually know that? Oh, I need to remember that. Okay. Exactly. Wow. That's Reminders. Exactly. That <laughs> because, you know, while everybody listening to this podcast has probably got a massive toolkit, you know, you've probably got a whole deck of cards or maybe you've got 20 decks of cards that you can pull out any card in any given situation and know that that's the right card to play to be able to handle that particular, you know, opportunity or, or circumstance but we forget because there's tools that we don't use all the time and so we do constantly need reminding we do. which is why I don't have any problems when we repeat stuff on these podcasts because we're all needing reminding all the time and hopefully the universe is delivering the message at the right time for you in whatever challenge you're facing yeah. at the moment so I'm just going to tell this story about this client because it might help somebody listening um under this theme today she came to me because she wanted to learn about power too and Basically, I saw that it, for her it went back to a past life literally as a slave where circumstances really were out of her control, but she really chose to adopt a victim mentality in that lifetime. She really just handed her personal power over to the powers that be, as it were, and suffered and died at about 23. So she's come back into this lifetime. Now, she's got a very cushy lifetime. She doesn't want to physically suffer. She's got money. She's beautiful. She's had a lovely life, uh, you know, on paper. 
but she's attracted into her life all of these stalemate situations with lovers that never quite commit and bosses that grind her into the ground and all this stuff. And I said to her, so you've really got to understand you're still surrounded by slave drivers, slave masters. You know, these are still, you're still enslaved. As long as you are allowing these people to stay in your life, you're still perpetuating your victimhood that forces outside of my control. Because she was like, you know, I'm 43. I still haven't had a baby. I desperately want a baby, but I've got this man for five years. He won't commit and da 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 And I'm like, I was really trying to allow her to see how she was still playing the victim in all of this. She was enabling that relationship she she's actually enjoying the victim story and she said to me how do i how do i change it how do okay. i get my power wait wait oh sorry that's a punchline joke <laughs> <laughs> sorry wait, and she because she'd been telling me a story about this one day where everything in her life had been crashing down and somebody had died and you know she was in the car and she was driving to work and she said all i wanted to do so badly was she said, I was started to cry and cry and cry in the car. And she said, and what did I do? I kept on going. I drove to work. I sucked it up and I just kept doing that job. And I threw myself into that job and I never processed that grief. She had to process it years later. And I said, so the first way you can begin to empower yourself is, you know, if, if we went back, and this was years ago, seven years ago, seven years ago, that day when you were in the car crying, going to work, what should you have done to honor yourself? And she said, I should have turned around and gone home and got to bed and actually either quit that job or taken bereavement leave. And I said, and there is your answer. It's it's these little opportunities we get every day to make a choice to honour the self. And already she can see the wisdom that she now has from the experience that if anything similar happens again, she's going to make a different choice. That's right. It's it, conscious awareness. And, of course, that's half the battle. People say, how do I do this? How do I be this? How okay. do I become it? Watchdog it. Catch yourself. Watch. The universe will start sending you homework. They'll send you little things to practice, like me with this girl on the email yesterday, testing my boundaries. And the conscious part of my brain goes, oh, I see what this is this is a gift she's not really a bitch at all she's just playing a role so i can practice exactly now i want people to remember too that when you do feel like you're trapped like you are the slave that you are in a situation you can't get out of now you of course you can get out of but it can take a lot more skills and cards from your deck than maybe you're quite ready for right now in any given moment you are never a victim you always have choices and what you do is you chunk it down, to use that NLP term, you go down to smaller choices so that you feel empowered in some way. Victor uh, Victor Frankel, the psychotherapist who wrote, I can't remember his book called, it's amazing. He was, um, Auschwitz. yes, he was a, a, at um, in Germany in a prison war camp and he talked about choice and he was delivered a potato, one potato every day as his food ration and he had choices and he couldn't decide so he would keep himself feeling empowered with choice he had a choice do I eat all of my potato now do I cut it up into half do I actually only need to eat half of it and how many pieces should I cut that other half into and how many people should I give that to now should I actually cut it into lots of small pieces and have the whole thing or should I not have any of it now and save it up and maybe tomorrow I'll have two potatoes and on and on you can create choice in any situation that you are in so you're at work and you've got the bully horrible boss and you're focusing on this instead focus on what you can choose shall I um, do this duty today first or shall I do that one which one would please me more I'm going to do that one first because that one actually I'll get more joy out of that one I'm going to do that duty first and so on you create your own choices you're trapped in a marriage that you feel like you want to leave but you can't you haven't got the courage create your choices within it what shall I actually do today shall I actually um 
shall I actually do uh, cook my favorite thing today or shall I actually save that up and I'll do that favorite dish on Friday? Just create your choices within I love that. where you're living. I think that's incredibly empowering. Well, it Jane. is so empowering. Now, it's a good way to practice on the small stuff. This is it. You chunk it down. So here's another way. And you're writing all of these things down as you're feeling empowered in your choices. They go in this journal, this diary that you're writing. This is gathering the evidence that you are an empowered individual and can make choices that are authentically right for you. You're standing in the supermarket line. You're actually just dazing and you're kind of gazing at the covers of the junk magazines that are there. And you notice that there's somebody that's behind you that's agitated and they seem like they're in a hurry. And you think, actually, I'm not in a hurry. And you just turn to them and say, would you like to go in front of me? And they're still grumpy and crabby and they go, yes. And they don't even thank you because they're in a really bad, toxic way and they take the spot. You sit there in that moment and go, that felt really good. That was empowering. I turned to somebody who could have actually been quite hostile because they are in a foul mood and it didn't bother me. I just felt good about the little decision I just made. Yeah. That's empowering. Yeah, yeah. It's been like the episode the other week when I talked about how I voluntarily put up my hand to have a tooth pulled out. It was the most empowering thing, empowering thing ever. Choice, as long choice. as it's your choice. And again, it, like Jane said, it can be as small as thinking about which food to eat first or next or after. It's it Because when the choices get bigger, Am I going to marry this man or that man? Am I going to buy this company or run that company or sell this company? Like, you know, it doesn't matter if they're small or large. It's it's the same it's vibration exactly the same. is coming out of your inner core. And by the way, in this book of um, Victor Frankel's, look, it's many, many years since I read it, so I hope I'm quoting it accurately, but I'm sure it was something along the lines of the people that felt they were victims died and those that didn't, didn't. Yeah. Um, and so you've got to create choice in your life. Anywhere that you feel trapped, anything, just create choice within that trapped moment. You know, I'm trapped by, I'm, I'm time poor. I've got so much to do. Um, I wish I was free and I'm tired of being so time poor. Create the choice within that time. Okay. Which thing shall I do first? I've got choice. Mm. Which thing makes me feel better to do first? I've got choice. So there's no trapped mentality. There's no victim mentality. It's empowerment. I still have choice within this scenario. And remember that the body is always going to throw up a number of protective mechanisms because any time it, it, it remembers an incident from your past, this life, another life, whatever, where doing something equal pain or danger, it is going to block you or shut that part of you down. And this is where, again, sometimes these tools and techniques, Jane and I talk about, where you do trot off to a practitioner and you just get them to help you probe around a bit just to release some of those bowling balls out that might be holding you back. Because you might be 55 and, and thinking to yourself, why have I still not got to such and such point in my life? You know, I've been working on this for years. You know, why can't I push past? Sometimes those are the deeper level subconscious mind fears that we – We've done as much physical work and practice and, and intellectually we get it. Like we've done all of that we can. There's just some deeper wirings. I've got a friend who calls it like the virus and the software that you need to get taken out. <laughs> I like that. You know, there's also acknowledging that every single thing that we do works for us on some level. So question me, why am I doing this? What am I getting out of this? Or as Dr. Phil would say, you know, how's that working for you? Yeah, what's the payoff? And then, you know, what is the payoff? And as Beck determined that, you know, well, if she doesn't put herself in those situations, no one's going to yell at her. And that worked. But now she's kind of going, hang on, I'm feeling disempowered though. So now I'm actually going to face this fear. And that's when Dr. Phil will say, how's it working for you? And someone will say, actually, it's not anymore. You, you box yourself it in did. and you live half a life. Yes. Because if you're never jumping out there because you're scared you might be yelled at or whatever it is for you, 
as you know, like you, you only just start to live, like the tapestry is not as rich as it could be. Yes, like that's right. Don't colours. beat yourself up for the past habit that you've had because that has worked for you then. Mm. All that's happening is that you're shifting and evolving and growing and now you're saying, actually, it used to work for me, it now no longer is. Do you know, just before we finish up, are there any other self-empowerment um, tips or tricks that spring um, – tips or tricks? Yeah, tips. I can't even speak now. I'm getting tired. <laughs> I'm emotionally drained from my therapy session. Yeah, look, I think it's it, – delay tactic is a really good one. Like whenever you're put in a situation that you've got to make a choice and you're not sure what choice it is or you you know what you want to decide but you're lacking the tools – to be able to pull that one off, delay. Do a delay tactic and just say, you know, can I get back to you? I'll get back to you in 24 hours Buy or 48 hours. Time. Buy yourself some time. Yeah. Always sleep on it. And then really in that process, or when you go to bed, actually just ask the universe, can you help me to make the decision or help me to have the wisdom so that I can make the right decision tomorrow? And it'll come. But then you will have a chance to go through your different deck of cards and come up with what it is that you really want for yourself. Yeah. I think a, a bit of it as well is surrendering and releasing to, to the universe sometimes it's it's just um show me that just send me what i need give me the conscious awareness to tackle it mindfully you know and i'll do the rest but but i trust as well you know exactly all is well all is fine and so it is i am free to be me i live my life authentically Thank you for joining us today. If anyone has some particular issues out there, I mean, you can always direct message us on Facebook with your concerns, questions, um, topic ideas. Yeah, which is facebook.com forward slash love life show. Or you can come to us individually if they are deep and complex and you just need some personal tailoring or coaching, janedonovan.com.au. I'm rebeccadetman.com. Couldn't be much easier than that. Catch our show for free every Wednesday on thewellnesscouch.com. And until next Wednesday, we hope that you keep choosing Choosing, choosing, choosing wisely and choosing for yourself. Life is perfect, I'm not trying, it's just happening. And it's a beautiful day.